The Far Q podcast invites you and people from all walks of life to converse about various access to equity within the context of Aotearoa. We invite um, people like yourself and guests to share their lived experience in an effort to identify common threads within support systems, social networks and knowledge that uplifts the collective human experience. In season one, we are focusing on one particular question throughout the whole season, and this question is, what does equity and support look like for various communities coexisting within one society? Whoop, whoop. And today we have the mighty... I'll let you introduce yourself because I don't want to put anything on, you know, just I don't want to put any expectations or pressure on yourself. Like, how how would how how would you introduce yourself um, after the words I am? Well, you already did when you said mighty, and I'm like, damn it, I have to live up to this. (laughs) (laughs) See, I I knew it. I knew it. (laughs) So introduce yourself and your pronouns. Kurana, Kobeni Tokingwa. I am he, him, his. Yes. Uh, I'm a Cook Island Māori playwright, actor, director. Um, yep. Human? <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes. Yes, sometimes. 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 When it's convenient. <laughs> spirit, just spirit being like species. <laughs> All right. And uh, tell us about... Um, the different communities and community that you uh, belong to. So don't li- time is not limited to um, just the now. Like you can go throw it all the way back to your preschool days or, you know, high school's definitely one of those times or even just political, social or cultural. Jump in the deep end. What are all the different poli- uh, communities that you're attached to? Okay. Um, well, first off, I um, am Kukana Māori, so... Um, I belong to that community. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I'm a part of the of Hamsia, the Hamilton Cookland Association. Man, shout out to them. Chuk, chuk. Um, I and through them, I uh, am connected to our father, um, who uh, to God. Um, so that is, I guess that part of me the other part the equal part of me is the creative community which i love um with everything i love being a part of this um world here in this region where i get to create and experience other people's creations Mm. and um with other artists, other facilitators about art. So, yeah, that is me. I'm unbelievably awkward. I'm so sorry. I apologize. Most most of my, um, like, any lengthy thing I will say, I just warn you, will end with, and yep, that's pretty much me. So that, is that your disclaimer, is it? Yeah, I'm just going to trail off. <laughs> and zone out. And fade out. <laughs> Insane. Yeah. All right, well, tell, tell us how you got into the creative community. Because I guess you, you were born into the Cook Island um, Māori community. Yeah. But um, tell us how you, what was your plug into the creative community? Um, it was always sort of, I've, I've always been interested in drama. 
Mm. Um, I I love the performing side. Uh, I loved at high school mostly um, writing and we'd be in a group situation and they'd say, oh, we've got this idea. I'm like, cool, I'm going to write it. Um, and it was there where I was like, oh, maybe this is something I should, I don't know, look at, maybe. Um, but then I did my first, like, amateur musical at Riverley. Shout out to Riverley. Um, and I met so many people there who I who are still in my life now, and that was, say, 16 years ago. Mm. Um and it all just kind of grew from there. I just suddenly met all these people in different kind of theater circles. Um, and then I got the opportunity to write small things for, um, uh, for kind of um, compilation anthology plays. And then this whole time, just being encouraged by this, by my friends, by the people in this community to continue creating um sorry i'm just i think i'm just going through like a general history of me writing mm. and stuff but nope. um i guess fast forward to now where um all of these people who um i creatively grew up with are now um the decision makers are now people in the community who are actively working to Enrich and empower, you know, fifteen-year-old me, <laughs> um, which I think is cool. Um, one person is Jeremy Mail. He's someone yes. he's cool, who is a dear friend of mine, but like um, actively works to empower creatives. He certainly gives me as many opportunities as I will, um, as he can. Um, but yeah, he's a, a prime example of someone who I sort of I've grown create up with creatively adjacent. Mm. Mm. I'm I'm making hand signals, and then I realize like this is a podcast, so no one can <laughs> can see what I'm doing. Uh, That's right, we can see we, you. We, we, so, we yeah, see you. We see you. <laughs> um, I'm still doing it. Um. Yeah, I guess th that was sort of my my TLDR. I did a cool sh couple shows at Riverly, um, and people said, "Hey, you're really good," and here I am. Mm. <laughs> no, that's cool. And then wait, so what did support? Because I feel like you really touched base a little bit around what support looked like for when you started compared to what it is now with Jeremy um, being in um, what's it, Creative Waikato, right? Yeah. And he's just basically acing that that role and giving yeah, oh creating gosh. so many mm. like opening gates for a lot of different creatives uh, yeah. within the Waikato region. Um, but what did support look like at the beginning of your journey? Um, I didn't feel. Um, and I, I guess that might have been because I was unaware, mm. maybe, but I didn't feel like there was this part of me that was supported. This, um, I mean, organ well to like be in the background doing some lifts and singing and dancing and acting, which is fun, which is cool, but for someone who wanted to create, 
I didn't feel like there was an opportunity to do that. Mm. Um, and kind of fast forwarding to now, um, where a lot of what I want to do as the co-founder of a theatre company is uplift and encourage um, POC students to create their own stories and not just live in other people's. Mm. So I like to think that I'm someone that has looked at what opportunities I had and said I want to be able to I want this version of me to be able to offer better opportunities for especially young POC creators mm. who um, don't really have an opportunity. Mm. And I, there was a play, um, which I'm, I'm not going to name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there was a play um, on... And um, a couple of students came. Um, uh, they were Māori and Pacifica. Um, they came along and I talked to them. And they were like, oh, that was really cool. I was like, awesome. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I really love uh, this playwright. And I was like, cool. And this is going to sound super dramatic, but there, <laughs> just bear there. with me. Go there. Um, so I grabbed one of the programs and flicked it to like headshots like cool do you see anything they're like what do you see when you mm. look at all these photos and they were like yeah <laughs> I was like yeah where um, we may enjoy um, for example uh, Shakespeare mm. we might be allowed to like Shakespeare mm-hmm. but we're not made to feel like Shakespeare's for us. Mm, mm. And that's something I kind of wanted to. But I said, I was like, just bluntly, um, this writer isn't hasn't written for us. Mm. We can stage his or her works, but at the end of the day, he's, these characters aren't cast with us in mind. Mm. Um because I swear to God himself, if anyone else offers me the role of security guard, one more king. You can go there, bro. One more fucking time. Yeah. <laughs> this is called the fuck you. So. Oh, my fucking God. Fuck you to security guards as a role for oh, you. I, like, okay, this is just going to tangent to a wild no, story. We are going there. I got a phone call from a filmmaker who um, is talented. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and he was like, oh, hey, I got your number. Um, he missed me on Facebook and he was like, so I gave him my number. He was like, oh, cool, thanks. And I kind of knew the project that he was doing. I was like, mm. cool. I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm working on this really cool project. Um, so there's a premise. I was like, yeah, yeah, no. And I've um, heard about it. A friend of mine was working on it. And they're like, oh, yeah, no, she's really cool. Um, so, like, we've got this really cool part. I was like, oh, yeah? I was like, yeah. So the villain of this piece is this, like, uh, really cool guy. He's this, he's this, he's this. I was like, man, that's so cool. I was like, yeah. And so he has these, like, 
henchmen who are, you know, sort of as like go-tos. It's like, uh, as, as the conversation keeps going, I'm like, oh, no. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, yeah. So um, there aren't a whole lot of lines. I was like, okay. Okay. He's like, yeah, yeah. Um, kind of, um, uh, um, and I was like, like a security guard. Oh, yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, okay. Um, at the beginning of this conversation, I was like, yeah, no, I'm so keen. That'd be awesome. It'd be so wicked. By now, I'm like, hold on, I've got to look at my calendar. Oh, damn it. I'm working all that weekend. Mm-hmm. No, I can't get it off for an all-day night shoot. Man, I'm so sorry. Um, good luck, though. And he was like, oh, oh, sucks. Because what about you? And um, you've got a friend, another friend who's big and brown? Yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah. <laughs> no, he's in South America, so. Soz. And I was like, you're a fuckwit. fuckwit. And so, like, at that moment, I was like, okay, no, sorry, I'm busy, bye. Um, which is, um, like, no disrespect, no shade to him. He's just, he's wanted to create himself, and that's wicked. But my um, personal, what I believe in myself is that I, do not want to play these roles. I do not want to be subservient mm. to another white man. Yeah. And it's uh, totally your choice too. Oh my gosh. This guy. Like a hundred percent super ambitious. Mm. His film comes out soon with his henchman. Yeah, <laughs> um and and it was there where I was like, I don't want to um this to be those kids. So mm. I was talking to these kids. Incidentally, one of the kids I was talking to ended up playing one of the henchmen because he's like, oh, this is so cool. They get to be in a movie. And I was Aww. like, that's wicked. That's so cool. Awkward. <laughs> but that was like his first movie. Mm. He was really stoked. And I was like, I can do nothing but encourage. Yeah. Because he's doing stuff. It's just for me. Personally, I have creatively and personally gotten to a point where I don't want that. Mm -mm. That's not something I want for myself. Um, But again, it's not to say that this is an an awesome thing for for someone else. Cool. Just not me. No, I definitely hear support on that as well. I feel like in a way I hear that um, your personal growth and your personal journey isn't, gonna affect somebody else's joy or somebody else's yeah. enlightenment and actually get because I feel like people who fit the hunchman role probably do not get casted as anything else but yeah. the hunchman role. So in a way I feel like that's the catch twenty two of the industry, I guess. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? A little bit. A little bit. Um and it's not until like you either start creating your own content. Um or you have someone take risks mm. and I want to be that person mm. and I like to think I am that person. Um, I once populated an entire cast of a Shakespeare play with 
Māori and Pacifica performers. Yes. Because I was like, I want to, I want the kid version of me in the audience to look up on stage and to see these beautiful brown faces that look like theirs saying these words that they don't quite understand yet. Mm. Um, and that's what I wanted. So I went to um, my friends who um, I knew performed, um, musician friends who was like, uh, you can... If you can sing on stage, then you can do Shakespeare. If you can do kapahaka, you can do Shakespeare. Mm. If you can do uh, hula and drum, you can do Shakespeare. Um, and it was awesome. It was awesome being able to um, get these really cool people and get this really cool cast together. And not all of them were at the same sort of like experience level. Some mm. of, for some of them was their first time doing Shakespeare. For some of them was their first time on stage. Mm, um, that's beautiful. It was wicked because I got to be a part of all these people's growth. Mm, mm. But also have this really cool show with all of these beautiful brown people. So yeah. Um, yes, TLDR. I, I want to be that person contributes in that way to uplift to encourage to get 15 year old me um a role in something that challenges him or her or them that isn't a security guard fucking security guard cuz going back to that to that story that you shared i'm curious and this might be coming from a place of privilege and i'm aware of this um, why did you feel like you had to apologise or make yourself unavailable rather than just saying no? Um, yeah, it was comfort. It was more like, I don't want you to know how I actually feel about this, <laughs> um, how I, how insulted as a creative, because you clearly, oh, it's going to sound awful. No, just go there. You don't know who I am. Mm. Was that the kind of thing? I was like, you have no idea who I am. You just saw a big yeah. brown. Yeah. Cool, he'll do it. You don't know that I've been writing for however many years. I've yeah. been actively involved in this community for however many years. All you saw was big and brown, and that is so insulting. Mm. I wish I'd said that, but I was, yeah, I'll be honest. I'm still trying to... Uh, assuage others and make sure they're not uncomfortable and also kind of save face a little bit. Yeah, I was gonna, yeah. I was gonna jump into that because yeah. I feel like, in a way, the community is already so small, so everyone talks and it's like, it's like, oh, you're difficult, yeah, to, so, to, to, to work with just because I don't want to play a fucking henchman, mm, like, mm. yeah. But it, it, it is kind of not wanting to shoot myself in the foot. And for mm. other people's comfort? Yeah, and for that. Mm. Which sucks, because I didn't need a... I was never going to hear from this person ever again. Mm. He added me on Facebook, and I unfriended him immediately. I was like, oh, you just wanted to message me so you can... That was a transaction. Offer me the role of henchman. <laughs> I was like, no, I'm going to 
I, maybe, yeah, I did think about, I was like, oh, well, maybe I should have auditioned if he'd had auditions, but he didn't have auditions. I was like, oh. And also, a part of it was true. I was like, I can't commit to spending a whole day um, when I've got work um, at a place that I actually love. Mm. Um, so, mm. yeah, I, I didn't actually think about that part. So thanks for kind of acknowledging that. I never actually questioned why I had to do that. Mm. As opposed to be like, no, no, thank you, mm. you asshole. i think that's like i i asked because i've found myself do that in the past as well just like apologizing for like not having a boyfriend or like all this other weird shit and now i'm just like nah i just like don't have time for people shit anymore 90 percent of the time (laughs) yeah i feel like sometimes you're just like the backlash is just not worth it yeah Kind of like I want this conversation to end very soon. So, sure, yep, that's exactly <laughs> it. Goodbye. Mm, yeah, for sure. I don't want to be in your person anymore. Mm. All right. So we've talked about um, the the creative side in terms of support. Well, what what about the culture side and support? How is what what does support look like from the Cook Island Maori slash your family supporting you from the culture side? It's funny um, because I've never, before I guess the last couple of years, I never really felt, um, I think I said the other day, um, and the same is kind of true of the creative community, there are a lot of times um, where I'm part of these two communities but don't feel like I really am a part of them. And the strongest one of that has always been my culture. Mm. I've never, mm-hmm. I can't, oh, I can't hide from the fact that I am a Cook Island man. On the other hand, um, I have never felt like I am. I used to, again, apologize for it or kind of talk about it in the negative. Um, but it was, it was a couple of years ago when I was like, actually, I can't. This is a part of me, whether I like it or not. Mm-hmm. So what is this part of me? Mm-hmm. Um, sort of looking at it and acknowledging, okay, so this is what I look like. This is what my culture looks like. These are what my people look like. It's physically, emotionally, mentally. Okay. Why don't I, why am I still on the outside? I feel like I'm on the outside because my sisters and mum and brother is there with their hands out. My cousins and aunts some of my cousins and aunts are waiting at King Street uh, First Church with mm. their arms out. So why am I not taking them? So these people want me to be a part of this. So why am I not 
taking their hand and allowing myself to be. So, yeah, my the um, the connection I have to my culture has grown like exponentially in the last few years. I have um, never felt more welcome in my own personally felt more welcome in my own culture mm. in myself than I have like my whole life. So mm. it's real, real weird. <laughs> You're gonna do it. She's gonna he's gonna do it. <laughs> That's pretty much it. So <laughs> peace. Yeah. Thank you. Wait, so so moving away from 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 both those narratives in terms of culture what does culture mean to you and and and, and what you define as culture damn that's a thinker <laughs> um how do i define culture what do i define as being culture um i don't know mm. um because cop out answer is to say i don't know because i've only just sort of discovered these parts of me or rediscovered these parts of me um a big part of it for me is the indelibility of it like it is so a part of me that mm. i can't i can't escape it so why not acknowledge it why not allow to be pulled in by it um which is how i feel about myself as a cook island man um, it's how I feel about myself as a creative. Um, yeah. So, uh, what is it to me? Um, it's in me. It's this part of me that's there, and has been there, and will be there. Mm. Um, so, like. Fucking accept it. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, when you say that it's in you, are you talking about like your underlying philosophies, your values, um, and all the things that's hidden about the culture? Because culture is like um, from from the iceberg model. Like culture is ten percent is what you see. So you're looking at your language, yeah. um, and but that that's not attached to like an ethnicity or nationality. Um, so the ten percent that we can see is is basically like food everything that we can experience in the now but like are you talking about the inside in terms of the hidden philosophies and the underlying values is that what yeah. you're talking about yeah yeah these um you see a play mm. that i've written but yeah i guess that's the 10 percent. but everything else underneath is shit, the motivation to write the thing yeah. to craft the story wow. to live for these small moments, small pockets of time to live this story. Mm. Um, yeah, it's kind of written, it's written into my code. Mm. It's it's strange because I uh, this might be a bit of a blanket statement, but I don't really subscribe to the idea that you pick up something and you learn. Um, I mean. Obviously, you learn, but my feel is that 
this part has always been there. You are just re-acknowledging it and then learning and then growing it. Um, I'm, I think I'm heading back to uni next year. Mm. I think, don't quote me on this. <laughs> yeah, not oh, on the podcast. No, 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 Yeah. <laughs> Sign your life away. Um, and I decided that what I wanted to be and what I've always felt I am is a teacher. So I'm like, cool, I'm going to finish my degree and then do the one year dip and then do what I was born to do. Mm. Not born to, yeah. Um, can you do that without the degree and without the, like, can you create mm. that, that, or even facilitate workshops without that? Without yeah. That? Yeah. Yeah. And I have. Mm. Um, me and my bro, we do. But I think I want to um, go wider mm, mm. and actually work as. Um, and it's something that's been that's been in my code my entire life. Uh, it's been written in my genetic code. Um, and I guess that's an example of what I think people... Um, I guess there's this... Um, Belief that um, something your your air quotes picking up um, isn't actually being picked up. You are acknowledging something and then growing that. Yeah, I guess, yeah. I don't know. No, I'm not going to walk back on that. I'm going to be like, oh, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I can relate to that. Like, mm. I, like with photo, I just picked up the camera as a child and just kind of never put it down. Still. Um, but it, it felt like a normal thing for me. Yeah. To just like pick it up and just walk around with the camera in my hand. And now I still do that all the time. And just like, I don't know. And that wasn't like a, I'm going to learn how to do photo. Yeah. It was just a, oh, this is fun. Yeah. It seems like something that I could do. Yeah. Yeah. It was, that was writing for me. Mm-hmm. That was, um, yeah. Directing was, and being creative was always that sort of like, I'm, uh, uh, this is always something I've been, so, why not keep going? Mm. Have you written something that you're super proud to claim and put your name to, or, or like so far in your in your writing career or in your in your in your creative career, have you like done a piece of work that you're like, yup, that was the best of me? Um, oh, it's a bit of a cheat to say I love all of my children. No, it's not. That's, <laughs> I, that's you're putting yourself in your children, so I'm like, that's not a cheat. I love all of them. I love the... Um, God, where do I start? Uh, my first play, um, which I love because it, it taught me 
what to do. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. This savage review has helped me more uh, as a writer than you know, any amount of praise. Um, my first full-length play, which um, I love because it tells the story of... Um, this is really weird science fiction comedy about this woman who finds out she's pregnant mm. like um via her computer um <laughs> but like it's funny yeah, we're gonna see some of this yeah but it's funny and i love it and it, i guess it's the one that um it's the one that won me an award mm. which i love but um another so that's one part but i something that i have a deeper i guess more more of a love for is um uh what i guess i'm calling my um unofficial kind of fano trilogy mm, tell me more what do you mean um so the first and it's unofficial because it's sort of like oh these are all personal family stories so i guess they mm. loosely fit into this mm. um the first one is this um musical comedy about racism that i co-wrote with uh my best friend my brother my samoan brother um anthony paul leono mm-hmm. uh we co-wrote this musical comedy um uh that's one spot the difference that's what it's called um it's the it's in the theater community we have and this is not a flex or anything it's a super weird flex if anything Mm -hmm. in the creative community the words spot the difference are synonymous with us um people being compared to another person will say spot the difference beauty and anthony um or make a joke around that because um, Spot the Difference <laughs> actually um, was born from the fact that people used to mistake us for one another, which is weird. Um, yeah, that's super weird. You guys don't even look alike. Not at all. See, I... I... Different heights, different face, different hair. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird because I, I, I was with... Even like walking around with his brothers one time, um, I got two times. Um, oh, are you shopping for your wife? I was like, and you know, are you and your sons shopping for your wife? And I'm like, oh my god, no. no oh no, I'm not. I'm not their dad. <laughs> <laughs> but another time, I got brother as well. I was like, okay, cool. I'm fine with brother, even though we look nothing alike. Mm. I'm fine. I can work with brother. Um, but yeah, people would mistake us. Like one time on the bus, I was um, catching the bus in Auckland, and the guy getting off the bus was like, "Bro, can I take a selfie with you?" I was like, "Yeah, sure." He took a selfie, and I was like, "Me." It's like cool, and then, like, um, <laughs> as I got on, and he was there, he was like, "Yeah, bro. Yeah, nah, just saw DJ Forbes. Yeah." I was like, what? The fuck? what? 
So I went and DJ Forbes a couple of times, and I'm like, I, I mean, I ain't mad, but also, what? Um, <laughs> yeah, we get various random celebrities. Wow. Um, so yeah, that. And then we decided to make it a musical. Mm. Um, well, why not? Make it more palatable. Mm. So it's that. <laughs> For that plain Jane taste <laughs> out there. So, I guess I guess the 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 thing that ties these three plays together, two and a half plays rather, together is that they're about family and they music is a big part of them. So the second one is one that I'm super close to. Um, it's called Akikite Mai Itzaltua. Which means um, tell me a story because it means tell me a story, mm. um, and it was something I got to collaborate on with um, Jeremy and uh, Horomona. Oh, beautiful! And like we got to create this piece. The the concept was um, uh, telling the story of my parents meeting, falling in love, um, moving to New Zealand, breaking up and coming back together again and putting each of these four stories um, and recontextualizing them um, through the lens of like Māori and Polynesian mythology. Mm. So my mum and dad um, meeting and falling in love, I kind of um, juxtaposed with... Um, Tanakai, um, which it's funny because like mum did, dad did actually swim between their islands to see her. <laughs> he actually would swim between their islands. I mean, that's what mum says. Mum says that all the time. So it's hilarious. Um, the second one was about the moving. So that was um, Kupe and uh, the navigators and the navigation. Uh, the third one is this Aitsakian, um, uh myth about this maiden called Ta'akura who uh, is broken up with and so she kills herself, throws herself on the rocks um, and her voice leads sailors in um, into the rocks to crash mm. and the fourth one I kind of invented the story. So I created these two characters, my parents, my mum was the maiden and my dad became the acolyte. Um, because also I had no idea dad was a musician. Mm -hmm. Like, what? It's like, yeah, he plays guitar. I was like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> oh, so oh, he's beautiful. Oh, <laughs> ma, 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 why are you not singing like that? I was like, oh my God. Mom, why are you not telling me this just now? Um, Wait, but, so you discovered that this year or last uh, year? Last year, yeah, yeah. I discovered all of these wonderful, weird things about my family, about my parents especially. I'm like, what? Then <laughs> I talked to them for a while and they actually helped me with the language a lot. Um, um, and being able to take this, uh, the f first time we did it, um, and I got to the end because it, it would switch between myself and um, the storyteller character I played. So I'd play 
myself and my parents, and then would switch into a story, turns a storyteller. And the last bit was not as this play version of me or the storyteller me. The last bit was of me talking about um, uh, my own kind of the epilogue. And I'm trying to remember the, the last line, but I can't remember for the life of me. Mm. Um, and I got to one part, and so my mum and dad um, were in the front, and I made the awful mistake of looking at them. And I looked over them, and I could see dad crying, because mum just cries at anything. Yeah, so you expected her to cry. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. She, like, will cry at a not even a sad bit of home and away. And she'll be like, it's here. <laughs> Man, that is oh. all sad. <laughs> Oh, mum, shame. The Braxton brothers are fine. <laughs> I don't know. Is that still a... I don't... I don't, I don't know. Cool. I don't watch Sweet. That. I've never watched Home and Away for... <laughs> I haven't watched it for, like, I'd easily seven years. Mm-hmm. So, um, But like, I made the awful mistake of looking at them and then I just started bawling my eyes out and I was just like, the show isn't even finished yet. Oh, my gosh. So I read out the last lines and then bowed and then everyone bowed. And I just turned to Jeremy and was just like, give me a big boy hug. <laughs> um, so it's definitely something that I feel um, a lot. It's I was honoured to be able to not only work with these two incredible bros mm. who are legit the, like, the, the diggity. Mm. Um, I got to tell part of my parents' story. Um, so it was very cool, and we did it again. Um, at the um, just after the um terrorist attack, um, did it again, and with as a double bill with another with another show, and we um. Ended up making a donation to the Momentum Foundation, but so we got to use this the um, money from telling the story of my family to hopefully help family. Um, so yeah, that's Isn't number that two. <laughs> um, I've just been rambling about theatre. So yeah, my 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 next one is about my siblings and me. Wow. Okay. Um, and that also. Is music. I like. I built up a bomb playlist mm. of like songs I listen to whenever I write. So I've got this um, playlist for this play I've sort of been like dabbling in for the last like eight months. Um, I thought it's really odd to think it's a cool playlist <laughs> um, because it's a. Um, kind of 90s retelling of the picture of Dorian Gray through the lens of a, um, a female protagonist, female Dorian Gray. So that's that. But for this ne- um, next one, Akikino, um, yeah, I got, I got to relive all this awesome, like, 90s 
New Zealand R&B, um, just like building this playlist and running the song, writing scenes with this like songs playing. I'm like, okay, this song is this scene. This song is this scene. So yeah, um, I mean, yeah. So there, I feel like I'm talking about my children for a while. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, you've got really you've got ears, and I feel like there's actually a lot of different. Um, pinpoints that you connect with um with actually what support could look like and in a way that is uplifting your story as well as our collective story because to me i'm like i'm listening and i'm like damn okay so how do we tell stories that support our people Mm. i think that's exactly what you're doing is you're giving a platform Mm. for young people like yourself you know when you were 15 to see themselves represented yeah, in yeah. theatre, which is often mm. very wild, and that's 100% the dream. Like, yeah. and I'm you're living it, man, and I'm not the only one, too. Yeah, like, for real. The my friend Sian, oh, oh of course, oh my, my friend Sian. Wow, the claim, boy, that, that, that claim, though, uh, that's my friend, yeah. <laughs> photographed her show and I was behind my camera bawling my eyes out trying to take photos of this beautiful incredible show called Sorry for Your Loss and it just like blew my mind and I could hardly do my job like photographing (laughs) the show because I was just like this is amazing this is so good and I just like oh I just yeah and to do that right after such a beautiful like I don't even know. I don't. I don't have the words to say mm. to talk about her journey, but her journey mm. is amazing, and the fact that she could get up there and tell yeah. her story the way that she could, and knowing her journey was kind of like to me. I'm like, I can, I don't even know what to say. Like, I can't even. There's no words that I can say that can. Mm. Just strength. Strength. She's 100 percent one of the most beautiful, humble artists I've ever had the privilege of being able to see, create, and perform. Mm. But she's also so fucking funny. Yeah. Like, she yeah. is grim. I'm, I don't know why I was going to be like, here's a meme I sent her. <laughs> but, like, we <laughs> we send each other, I, every now and then if I see her online on Messenger, I, like, send her a meme. Mm. Um, I just be like, oh, here, incoming meme. Or just like an ugly picture of me or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, like we. That's a beautiful support system. <laughs> she like um, at work um, at the meteor, like we've got our blackboard. And I walked out and I see the words, Sian was here written in chalk. Sian. <laughs> <laughs> she, um, uh, we, we. After her first show for Toi Wahine, after the first show, we all had like a program, or just a face. We were out to her, I was like, Sian, sign our program, Sian. She was like, thank you. She's got mine. Sign it, sign it, sign it. We are like, oh my God, thank you. She just drew dicks on her, on her face. I was like, <laughs> she's like, thank you. Thank and she's you. so humble on that day, like she's, the way she's presenting it. She's just, oh my gosh. Um. She's hilarious and unbelievably talented. And I also saw a play that she created with another good friend of mine, um, Karina. And they devised a play called 
uh, Rauru. Um, this beautiful play about two sisters um, going back to their nans. Um, and, like, oh, my God, just funny and sad. And, like, it was really cool because... Um, uh, Sian and Karina both met in the Shakespeare that I did. Mm. The Māori and Pacifica Oh, one. what? So um, that was when they first met? Yeah. And I like to think that I kind of... I guess by virtue of being in this production, it gave them a platform to be able to like, oh, so mm. I'm going to do this with you, Karina. Thank you, bye. She was like, what? Um, Karina, who is an unbelievably talented creator, um, but like that was a show that, um, yeah, really solidified that this is what I was meant to do to facilitate, to grow, to mm. help. Mm. <laughs> um, what is all the topics that you feel are not being being talked about right now? They're in the furthest queue, aka the far queue, that needs to be brought up to the front and given the limelight. So, from your experience and from your lived experience as well as um, your worldview, what are topics that are sitting in the back that need to be talked about on the front? Fuck, I don't know. I I I don't want to just say everything. Valid <laughs> point. Like, obviously, you know, not everything. Um, but there are still so many things that we think are where um, we've acknowledged, and these are fine, and these are things we're working on. That in reality, we really aren't. <laughs> Um, Wait, which one? So, what, like, give us some examples. Like, what do you mean? Um, for example, being queer in Polynesian, especially mm. being queer in Polynesian in a creative world, that's also something that I've discovered about myself is that I'm queer mm. and Polynesian. I've always been Polynesian, but, um, but like, what does this, for myself, that's been something that's yeah. been sitting there. Like, cool, what does this look like for the rest of my family? Mm. What does this look like for the cultural community that I'm a part of? Um, it's this topic I've been kind of hiding. And I know it's something that a lot of other young or around my age, Pacifica men and women have been hiding. This, this topic that's been sitting there. Um, so... Boom, that's the first time I've talked about that in public. Damn. Wow, congratulations. Well, I'm not even going to congratulate you because I feel like that's the, that's the old conditioning in me, but just wow. Yeah, well, it's something that... Oh, well. Ah, oh, fuck it, the bell's already been rung. <laughs> um, and it's... You'll probably see... Anyone listening will probably see me struggling to think. Cause I'm like, um... It's a matter of perspective, which again sounds like a cheat because um, this is a topic that's been sitting there in the back for a while. While 
might not be the case for others in a similar position. I don't know. I don't know. Well, this is your this is your lived experience, so I feel like we you can only speak from yours. So I guess that's that's probably a priority for you, mm. and you can claim that, which is cool. Yeah, that's cool. Um, but like, <sighs> oh, I can't think of anything else because I feel like I need to say something profound. No, 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 no. Like I definitely need to say systemic racism. Oh. <laughs> That's that's what really? I, I thought you were gonna jump into there when you oh. were like when you were like these things that we're, we're we're not like we're apparently approaching but we're not doing and I thought you were gonna give me that like example of being like racism because I feel like that's I mean, just an overarching conversation. Yeah, no, we already know that. <laughs> we already know it's not. <laughs> Especially now. But going off to that conversation that we were having just before um, coming in, I feel like the queer issues. And the queer conversations actually, like they're they're sitting in the shallow waters, especially for the Pacific um, community. Like we're here, we've been here for a while. You know that you know that like we're a part of your communities, we're part of your families, we're your brothers and sisters, and everything in between. But we're still uncomfortable in your spaces, and we're always accommodating for your spaces. Yeah. So it's it's like that conversation. I feel like that is a priority for me. In, in, in my space and in my worldview because I'm so sick and tired of accommodating other people's feelings, other people's concerns and insecurities just so I can be a brown body in the same space. Yeah. And wow. that's ugly. Like, that's the fuck you. Yeah, yeah. But what are your thoughts on that? Um, it's funny because I've become... Um, yeah, because we were talking before about switching. Mm. Um, and... Switching for me has become less about hiding and suppressing and more about this is how I feel in this moment. This is how I feel in this moment. Mm. This isn't me trying to accommodate you anymore. This is me being like, okay, well, now I'm with this group of friends of mine. I can be like, Vogue, 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 da 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 da, kaboom. Yeah. Now that I'm with this, this click, um, when I'm with. Um, this group of friends, I'm uh, slightly hoarier. Um, <laughs> when I'm with my family, especially my Sevi family in Orcs, I'm super fresh. But these these are all parts of me. Um, and that was the important part, was mm-hmm. recognizing that these aren't, Separate entities. Yeah, these aren't mutually exclusive. These are all things that are me. Mm. So, like, don't hide it. Um, and these are all these are all people I am. These are all people mm. um, I've learned to love as well. Uh, and yeah, that is something that's been sitting in the fuck you for a while. Yeah. I've kind of brought grow up to the front but also it's it's funny about you know um being in someone else's but having to accommodate mm-hmm. and i moved into a flat recently with my two brand new flatmates so i'm like oh no do i have to be in the closet again oh no 
I don't know these guys because where I was living, like they're like they're good friends, and I was kind of going on this journey, and I'm like, and we got there together, and now I'm with these two people I don't know, and I'm like, oh my god, but those are the two people I two guys I really got along with, um, and so. I got home from work and they were having a couple of drinks. And I, oh, you want a beer? And I drink, but don't drink. Mm. I, I'm a hundred percent three beers, like three nice kind of craft beers, and I'm good. Um, that's me. Um, but like, we're like having a, a drink, and um, one of the guy's girlfriends was there. And uh, she had mentioned something, um, and then <laughs> this is how this exchange went. Hey Benny, yeah. Are you by? Yeah. Okay. That was the conversation with my flatmates. That was it. Even oh. to this day. Yeah, yeah. And then, like every time we talk. Um, uh, um, they'll like drop something about like um, some some regular lad chat about about bloody women, and then someone's yeah, one of them was just like, yeah, women or men and women. I was like, Thank you for acknowledging that. That's cool. <laughs> it was weird. <laughs> but yeah, I guess that's them trying to be supportive. Yeah, these like Just two guys like, who I yeah. don't know who were like, and they didn't feel like they had to go over the top about it. I was like, oh, we cool, we cool, we cool. They were just like, yeah, cool. Hmm? Sweet. That's amazing. Um, which is, I admit, like, lucked. That's all like a rarity. Not mm. mm-hmm. Well, these are the guys where our like initial flat like meeting they are like oh do you want to move in I was like sure I was like oh so you guys like me and they were like it's been an hour and a half yeah so <laughs> I think we're good I think we're good um, but yeah going to like not having to not lie in these spaces but um, if I'm going to make people feel comfortable um, so I feel comfortable. Um, I'm going to make sure it's shared. Mm. Um, that I'm not just uh, doing it for them. Hard. That I'm doing it for me as well. Um, but also I'm going to say some really weird shit. So Perfect. Like, just, just... Uh, Letting the other person know I'm just gonna be me, and me is kind of a disgusting slob. <laughs> so enjoy. All right, so great point to wrap up on. <laughs> <laughs> disgusting slobs. Yeah. Um, oh all right, so can you please um, join us in uh, doing our ending? Um, closing? Oh wait, if anyone wants to like yes. connect with you, where can they find you? Um, oh yeah, of course. Yeah, uh, they can at me on Instagram. I'm Benny Knows All. That's basically all of my social. That's my Insta, um, my 
TikTok. Uh, oh, down it's, with the youth. Oh, then. you are so Shit. down. Oh, it's with not it. some good content. The the my most watched video is a video I made last yesterday of Judith Collins. Yeah, it's got like I'm just gonna double check now because it's had like 1100 views that's the most like and i'll be honest i'm hilarious but yeah at me, <laughs> at, at me on instagram um at me on tiktok uh our mine and my bro's theater company also here are on facebook and instagram mm. how that what is that called we are tahi tahi tasi tahi tahi tasi We'll um, link it all down below. Yeah. Um, that's because we wanted to be the emergency point, emergency point of contact. Mm. You're a POC creative. You're a queer creative and you are looking for space. You are looking for support. Then call us, 111. Yes. Um, don't actually call 111. No, no, no. Don't call, but call. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're looking for Benny. Um. <laughs> don't. <laughs> uh, uh, as well as that, we also wanted to um, – uh, have a part of us in there. So Tahi acknowledge the land we're on, the space that we're able to create in, mm-hmm. Aotearoa. Um, Tahi, which is Cook Island for me. Yes. Um, and Tasi, which is someone for Anthony. Mm. And also we really like um, 90s New Jack hip hop. Like Tony, Tony, Tony. So we thought we did that as well. <laughs> got it, got it. But no, nah, I'll link you all the social. Mm. Yeah, cool, sweet. Thanks for coming in. Thanks for sharing your experiences and ah. your kōrero and card all of that. <laughs> That's awesome. Sorry about rambling for nah, so much. <laughs> all good. All right, Joseph, hit us off. Oh, Dude. and you can follow us on uh, Instagram at Faku Podcast. Oh, do I? Faku Podcast. All right. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Bye. Bye.